Hi, everyone. Welcome to Mama Wears Athleisure. I am your host, Mariella de Santiago, a first-time mom. We focus on all things mom with tips to help make life easier and more organized for all you mamas out there. Hi, everyone. I am here with Kelly Moore from Soulfire Productions, and we are going to talk a little bit about balancing life as a new mom and a working mom, which are both of the categories that Kelly is currently in. I run Soulfire Productions, which is a media and content creation production company for podcasters specifically. So we produce about 20 to 25 podcasts in any given month. We do full production for them, all of their audio, video, marketing, strategy, ads management, sponsorship, collaboration, support. We handle everything. Wow. You do a lot. And then on top of that, you also have your own podcasts. I do. So I host The Naked Mama. I've been podcasting for about five years. So that's the most recent iteration of the show. And then I also host OK Babe with my husband, which is focused on relationships and communication and all the fun things that you talk about in marriage. <laughs> and that always come up after a baby. So Exactly. <laughs> Two very good topics, yes. especially for new parents. So with all of that, I just kind of want to go ahead and jump in. So since you are now really into all of this, right, with a new baby and so fresh with what are some of the struggles that working moms struggle with most? I know it's going to vary from person to person, but what do you feel have been some of the bigger struggles? I think that my biggest priority is to be present as a mom. And when you're running a company and I have a team of 13 people and we're in a huge up level right now, which means we're redoing all of our systems, all of our offerings, we're letting clients go, we're bringing in really high level clients. I have so much energy that I'm pouring into the business. And so for me, it's every single day sort of doing an audit of my day and my energy and how I'm showing up. Because if my top priority is to be a present mom and really engage with my daughter and be hands-on with her, how can I let the work stuff go even when I haven't checked all the boxes and sent all the emails and checked in with every teammate to make sure that I'm there with her? And sometimes my achiever and my perfectionist comes in and is like, you need to get this thing done. And I've really had to learn to let that go and realize that no one's going to die if I don't respond to their email and that it's more important to me to play with my daughter. Yesterday, for example, I canceled two meetings because she was having a hard time. She's going through a little bit of separation anxiety at six months. She's also teething. We're introducing solids. So she has a tummy ache. I let the nanny leave and I said, you go. I'm just going to be with her because she wants her mommy and these meetings can wait. And I felt really good about that because I knew that I was prioritizing my daughter and making sure that I was there for her. And we're really fortunate that we both work from home. And so we can do that. But I think that on a daily basis, that's really a struggle that I have. And I hear that from a lot of my other friends who are working and have kids and are trying to juggle it all. And it's like, how can I be present and also continue to have my identity within my role at work and, and the way I work? want to and have that success. I appreciate that you said that because I feel like, so for, for example, you have your own company and business. So I think it might be a little bit harder for somebody that is in that role to be able to separate your personal life from your work life because they're so intertwined. Yeah. Soul fire is my first baby. And 
even so now there's a lot of parents that are able to work from home post pandemic. For example, my husband works from home full time. So I can see that also being a challenge for moms where even if they don't have their own business, their work is there. It's in the home. It's in their space. So it can be a challenge. And so I really love that you were able to say like, you need to be able to separate and have that limit of like, when is it okay to walk away or what is the priority? And yeah, being a mom is it's hard. (laughs) So if baby needs you, baby needs you. Right. Yeah. And like, she's on a lot of calls and I just, I don't apologize when she needs to join in she's on zoom for a meeting. I remember when I first went back to work and I think she was eight weeks old, nine weeks old. And I was on a call with a new client. I hadn't met them yet. My team had onboarded them while I was on maternity leave and it was the first call and she didn't go down for a nap when I thought she was going to. And so she was on the call and I remember it was, I think it was a team of mostly men. It was different. Like a lot of women are much more understanding than men. And I didn't know how it was going to go. And I had her on the call and I was like, Hey guys, sorry, I have my newborn with me. And they just looked at me and they're like, you're fine. Like you're great. Breastfeed her, do whatever you need. Like if you need to take a break, you're good. And that was so incredible for me. And that instilled such confidence in me going into meetings after that, because I really felt supported by my own clients who acknowledged, Hey, we know you just had a baby and bring her in the meetings. We're not bothered by that at all. And so every time after that, I've never apologized again for her crying or her being a meeting or me having to pause in the middle of onboarding a new client to go and grab her from the nanny. If she's screaming, because I realized that I don't have to apologize for my daughter doing anything. She's being a baby and my job is to take care of her. And I have felt extremely supported by everyone in my life, including clients and partners. And so that feels really good. I love that. And I also like that you said that because oftentimes people can hear my son in the background and whenever I have him for an interview, because sometimes, yeah, he misses naps or whatever is going on in his little brain and little body. It just is not working with what I would like to be a schedule, but that's okay. Yeah, (laughs) You live and you learn. (laughs) Exactly. So with all of that, what are some of the benefits to being a working mom? And I you, you already mentioned kind of for you working from home, how you are able to kind of be there and step in as needed. But for any mom in general, like what are some benefits? I also want to mention that there are some moms that want to go back to work. And there are some moms that have the advantage of not having to return or maybe don't want to return. I don't think I'm built to be a stay-at-home mom. And I have the utmost respect because I have friends who are, and I'm like, yes, girl, you do it because I do not have that DNA in my body. I think for me, I derive a lot of joy and pleasure from working and it drives me and it makes me feel really good and it makes me feel whole and complete. And I think that I have just enjoyed working for so long. I'm a creator. I'm a builder. I'm a leader. I love working with my team and supporting other entrepreneurs, expanding their voices and their platforms. And I really enjoy it. And So when I was pregnant, I thought, when I come back, what if I don't want to work? I really like sat with that. And I allowed that, like, maybe that'll happen because I know a lot of women there, your whole identity and your whole world shifts oftentimes after having a baby. And so I left the space for that, but I was so excited to come back to work and I wish I had given myself more than eight weeks of maternity leave. But again, like you said, it's my company and I'm the face of it. So it's a little hard to completely step away for a long time. So I think for me, the benefits really are that I get to maintain my own identity and sovereignty. 
So while I am a mom, it doesn't feel like that's everything I am. I am also a wife and I'm also the CEO of a company. And I'm also someone who loves to interact with people and to help people build their brands and build their platforms. And I also love to work out and I love playing with the dogs and I love being out in nature. And I love going out for dinner with my girlfriends and not having to be mom at that hour. And I think that for me, it's been really important in allowing myself to continue to flourish in my own identity and have that space and feel like when I go to work, I get to be this person. And then when I stop that, I also get to be mom and be loving and hold her and do all the things. And that balance feels really good to me. I I feel like I can turn on and off those switches with a little more ease because I know that, okay, I'm going to go work and I get to be on a podcast with you and I get to have a team meeting and do all those things. And then I get to be mom fully immersed in that. And I think the other thing is I get to be an example for her of what's possible. My mom worked she was present when we were little and then she went back to work, but she never really had her own life. And I really wanted to show my daughter that it's okay to have your own life and it's okay to have that separation and it's okay to go do fun things without your kids and to take care of yourself and to put yourself first so that you can be a better mom. I really want her to see that as an example because I didn't get that. And I realized how important that is. So every day I'm like, wanting to show her the best version of myself, the biggest, brightest version of me who goes after her dreams and really goes all in on everything because I want her to know that that's possible for her. The self-care piece, so important. I think about, there was some post, I remember this from last year when my son was born, where it was kind of like a debate. Some people say, oh, taking a shower is self-care. And some people say, taking a shower isn't self-care. I'm on the, it's not self-care team. I need a shower period. But aside from that, like you get to determine and you should determine as a mom, like, what do you need to be able to take care of yourself so that you can be the best mom to your kids? Otherwise you're just giving, 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 and you're draining yourself. And then what do your kids end up seeing as a result of that? I think that a lot of women are resentful that they don't have help, but we also are not good at asking for help or receiving right? It's like, no one helps me. I'm so angry. And it's like, well, when was the last time you asked for help? Or when was the last time you let someone help you? I see that all the time. And it's not even just in parenting. I saw that for a long time before I even became a mom. I was so blocked at receiving because I'm so good at handling everything. I'll take care of it. I've got it. Let me do this for you. All the things. I'm the caretaker. I'm the doer. I'll make shit happen. And then I'm like, depleted over here. No one's taking care of me. Why am I feeling so resentful? What did I do wrong? And it's like, well, you're not available for people to help you. And you're not open to receive that support because it means something that there's something wrong with you or bad about you because you didn't handle everything yourself. I'm in the era of like, yeah, I am superwoman and I can do it all, but I choose not to be. Like I asked my husband to go get me a glass of water. I have two feet. I can walk my ass up the stairs. And I'm like, hey, babe, can you go get me some water? I ask him to do that and I let him bring it to me. I ask him to go get my daughter up from a nap. I am fully capable and available to go do that, but he can do it. And and I think that the more we can ask for help, the less resentful we are and the more we have space for ourselves. If she's taking a nap, I will go get in the bath at four o'clock on a Tuesday because I have time and that's what would feel good for me. How can I fill my cup up throughout the day whether it's reading or taking a bath or going for a walk where I'm not on, 
as her mom or as the wife or running a company so that then I can show up more present and then I'm not resentful. I feel really great and then I get to have a better life because of it. Hi everyone, it's your host, Mariella. I wanted to thank you for listening and share some ways to show your continued support. You can rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, share the show with friends and family, buy me a coffee to help with the financial costs of running a podcast, follow me on Instagram at MamaWearsAthleisure, and finally, subscribe to my newsletter. Thank you for listening. Yeah, lots of great points. Like it, it is hard for women to ask for help. I'm with you on that. I'm always the, I'm like the leader. I like to handle things and maybe it's just my crazy control freakness. <laughs> like even when it comes to the dish, loading the dishwasher, I see my husband doing, I'm like, oh, but, but you're not doing it right. That's not how, it... and then I, I have to remind myself like step away. He's doing something so that you don't have to do it. Even if it's not done correctly, he did it. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause like, like, it doesn't matter. We yeah. just want to control everything. And if we can let go, things can get done in their own way. And we have so much more space in our bodies when we are not worrying about how is he loading the dishwasher? Washer, how is he changing her diaper? Like literally, who cares, you guys? Who freaking cares? <laughs> as long as they're alive. Yeah. And happy. they're alive and fed and happy. I mean, they probably have food all over them and maybe their diaper wasn't changed within the hour that they peed, but like they're good. So given all of these different roles that you have, what have you found that helps you balance all of these, like balance your work world and your mom world that would be helpful for any mom out there that's unable to really, or can't figure it out, hasn't figured it out. I think that's a lot of us still. I mean, I definitely wouldn't say I'm a total expert. I've been doing this for six months, but what I feel is that balance doesn't exist. I feel that there are chapters and there are priorities and there is renegotiation and shifting depending on where you are. And it's like I said, if my priority is being a present mom, then I'm not going to balance getting all the things done. I'm going to reprioritize and say, it doesn't matter as much to me that these emails get done today. So I'm going to move them on. I'm going to move them to tomorrow because my daughter needs me to be present and I'll do it when I have time. Maybe that's balance to some people. That doesn't feel like balance to me. It just feels like renegotiating my life and where my energy goes because I know that I have a six-month-old. It requires almost all of my attention 24-7 because I'm the one with the boobs. I'm the one that she wants. I'm the comfort. I'm the one who's up with her every night. And so that's where I am in this chapter of my life. I know that chapter two, when she is a year old and my husband can help more and I'm potentially not breastfeeding her, that looks different, right? And so then my priorities can shift. She will always be number one, but I can spend more time on work. I cannot put things off as much. She won't need me six times during the night. I hope to God. I hope we are beyond that after she's a year old, but that's just how I view it. I've just allowed my life to come in chapters and go with that flow of right now, this is what we're doing. And I'm not having as much sex with my husband and I'm not sleeping as much and I'm not working out exactly the way I want when I want. And that's okay because right now I'm in mommy time with her. And when that shifts, then I can renegotiate again. Yeah. It sounds like you just kind of reprioritize depending on the stage that you're in. Mm -hmm. So you seem to really kind of have an idea of like what works for you and how to 
balance things as best as you can. What have you found that helps avoid burnout? Yeah. Well, I would say sleep, but I am lacking in that department. (laughs) Coffee. Coffee. I definitely had too much of that today. I do sleep when I can. So I started taking naps a couple weeks ago. Whenever I'm able to on the weekend, I will take a nap and while she's sleeping. And that feels really good. I definitely feel better. She has been sleeping a little better over the last few nights. So I've been waking up feeling really good. So I do feel like that contributes to me not feeling burnt out. What I will say is that sometimes that's not possible, right? Like sometimes your kids are sick. One night she was up vomiting all night and then she just needed to be held for two days because she was sick. How do you avoid just like falling apart when you have to deal with that and you're also working? I think it's really hard. And I think the only thing you can do is find slots of time for yourself. So I have this meditation that I do and it's a 15 minute music guided meditation. And I just lay on the floor. I'll find 15 minutes in a day and I will just breathe and I will put my hands on my body and come back into my body. And I remember and remind myself, this is temporary. It's not going to last forever. I can get through this. I've been exhausted and overwhelmed before. And if that means I also need to take a 15 or 20 minute bath again while she's sleeping or while she's with my husband so that I can just get back in my body, go for a walk, play with the dogs, like Whatever it is that I can do to ground myself back into my body, remind myself that it's temporary and that I don't have to take care of everything right now, I feel like I really calm my nervous system and remind myself that, yes, we are getting to a point where we are way overwhelmed and our body is just overstimulated and we have the tools and resources to get through it. So it kind of goes back to that, like, prioritizing and figuring out what is it that you also need to take care of yourself, even if it is just the five minutes of maybe meditating, maybe walking around the house, whatever it is to be able to come back to and center yourself. I think it's a lot of learning to let go of things like being okay with the messy house, being okay with not making your bed that day, being okay with like, I'm not going to be able to clean my floors this week or whatever. Those are very hard. They they still are challenges for me, but I've learned to just be like, all right, this is not happening today. Yeah. I I like literally never make my bed anymore. The bed gets made if my husband makes it. And that was such a thing for me. I like a made bed. I like the dishes cleaned and put away. Luckily, I am fortunate to have a nanny who I pay to do the dishes every day, but the bed's never made. And I've just been like, who freaking cares? I get into a bed at night. I'm not even sleeping well anyway. You know, it's just, you just kind of like throw your hands up in the air and say, okay, there are other things I would rather spend my time doing than worrying about the bed. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. You really do have to kind of figure out like, what is it that I absolutely need? And some of those are hard, but I'd rather wash my hair or shave my legs than make the bed. So that's (laughs) what I do. Oh, I remember right after I'm, I've always been that needs to be made kind of person. So after my son was born, it was always having to pick and choose like, okay, well, am I going to wash my face or make the bed? I I guess I'm going to go for washing my face today. I'm staying home. So for me, I do have that advantage where I don't necessarily have the guilt. So from your perspective, like, do you have that mom guilt for working? Like, If you do, what's a way to avoid feeling guilty for working. Because again, some moms want to go back to work. Some moms 
have to go back to work for whatever the reason may be. I think that there, you always feel guilty for some reason as a mom, but in this case, when it comes to work, I have zero guilt pretty much ever. I am an amazing mom and I know that. I am so hands-on. I am incredibly loving and patient and present. And I feel like I'm an incredible example to her for what's possible for women, working mom, not working mom. Like it doesn't matter. Just as a woman in the world, I feel like I'm an amazing example for my daughter. I have done a lot of work and I show up in the best way I know how. Do I make mistakes? Every day. That's not what it's about. I don't have to be perfect to know I'm a great mom. So when I take time for myself, whether it's the night before Mother's Day, my husband gifted me with a night at a hotel. It was my first night away. She was four months old. And he was like, go get a hotel, order room service, take a bath, do your thing. I've got this. And I was like, do not call me unless it is an absolute emergency. And I did not hear from him until I got home at 9 a.m. the next morning. I did not feel one ounce of guilt while I drank wine and laid in the bath. It was incredible. And it was what I needed. And I showed up so full and so happy to be with my family. And that's just one example of, I am so happy to take time away. I am so happy to have the nanny support. I am so happy to work and then be with my daughter. Because for me, like, why would I feel guilty taking care of myself when I know that only positively affects my daughter? Maybe I would feel guilty if I was a crappy mom and wasn't present and treated her badly. Like that would be a reason to feel guilty, but I don't have that. I give her everything I have and then some. And so for me, taking a step away, going to hang out with my girlfriends, having a date night with my husband, working on a daily basis. Those are all things that make me better, that allow me to be a better mom for her, a better example. And so that she knows that, yes, she is my world, but my world doesn't revolve around her. I'm my own person. And I don't put that pressure on her to be my everything. I was my mom's everything. And it royally screwed me up as an adult. And it was extremely codependent and she lived vicariously through me and everything was about me. And I don't want Ro to feel that. I want her to be her own person and live her own life. And if I am my own person and I live my own life and love the crap out of her in every moment, then I feel like that's the best thing I can do. I love that. We, we do have to be able to take care of ourselves and to show our kids that we love ourselves and that we also have a life. So I appreciate that you said that. I, I really appreciate the fact that you just that you don't feel guilty and you shouldn't. Plus, if you also have pets, then being able to also show those pets that you love them too, aside from exactly. just the baby. So finally, my last question, do you have any other tips, suggestions, or recommendations on work-life balance? I think just show yourself grace. Every day is going to be different. Things are always going to pop up. You can't anticipate a child's needs in every moment. And I think the more we can take pressure off ourselves and say, I don't need to check every box. I don't need to be everything for everyone. I'm in this season, whether it's a baby, a toddler, a teenager, wherever your kids are, and just know that you're doing your best. You're going to screw up. It's what we do as humans. And you learn from it and you do better the next day as much as you can. So I think grace is just the best gift we can give ourselves and to our kids. Thank you. Thanks so much. Yes. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for our next episode. You can find us on Instagram for more updates and tips. 
Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and give us a review if you like us.